Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Misty Gilbert, an entrepreneur of three businesses, the Resource Management Group, providing business consulting and financial services, the Sassy Voice, providing transformational coaching, and Mystical Journeys, a rental company with goals to begin the tiny home community. Oh, love that. Misty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here with you. So, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your businesses and who is it that you love to work with? Well, uh, the resource management group particularly is a business that was launched in 2004 to help entrepreneurs, largely in the healthcare industry, because they need uh, particularly somebody to come in and be that chief financial officer, chief executive officer, and help them take their vision and the practical implication of laws, both on a state and federal level, into a hands-on approach with their employees and their customers. I find that the entrepreneurs, you know, obviously don't have the financial resources to have somebody on staff full time, but they lack a congruence with their message and how they render services with structure and routines and making sure that their message is lived and breathed and felt on every level with their customers Mm -hmm. and in their employees tends to be more of a saying that's great on the wall or, you know, great in a brochure, but not something they really live their core values. And so there becomes a disconnect and they end up being burnt out, frustrated and hating the very thing they created. Oh, crumb. So, so with that business, it's all about being that authenticity with living and breathing what it is that, because everyone says, oh, have your mission, have your values, have all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, we'll do that. But they're all just buzzwords unless you truly sort of live them and believe in them. And as entrepreneurs and business owners to invite people into our business, there's a mission. There's something that we're really doing here. That is super critical. So for you to be able to guide people through that, which may seem like, is it important? Yes. Damn it. It is so crucial. I love that. Yeah. And a lot of things, it's down to simple application, Mark, where, you know, if you want your vendors to pay you timely, your customers to pay you timely, are you paying yours timely? Um, because it's a reciprocal exchange of value. And however you treat your people is how you're going to be treated too. doesn't mean you're not going to have people that don't uh, ever stiff you for money or you have a legal lawsuit or something happen. But what's the foundation? What's the principle? What's your guiding way of operating your own life? And if that is important to you, that you get paid timely, are you paying your vendors timely? So it's things like that that I look at and explore with the entrepreneur to look at their core values and how do they actually carry them out? Oh, there's, there's those contradictions that you can find because I just noted down as you said that, let's, let's get a little bit woo with this. It's like, it, it's all just energy. 
it is all just an exchange of energy. So you you breathe it in, you let it out, you spend, you receive, you give, you gain. There's all these things. So where a where's a business you know sort of hold on too tight? Where is it stopping the flow? These are things that once you find that and you can go from the woo straight to the physical, factual, scientific part of this, it's like, oh, it's it's kind of obvious. And once you release that and reduce those contradictions that's where the math happens right Mm -hmm. it does and many times they're so caught up in their day-to-day operations and the frenzy to tend to the volume of work that they have on their plate or to make a certain amount of money that they ignore and let their core values and their integrity and their honesty and their things that are really important to them Mm. slide a little bit and I find too, like you can have, you know, I have a physician client that has um, six healthy steps, you know, to living a great life and yet she's not living them, breathing them and being them herself. So how do you expect your patients to follow through if you don't do the six steps yourself? A lot of people teach something that they themselves aren't congruent to. So helping them bring awareness as, you know, we're not perfect. It's not that you're going to be a top 10 every day and say in those six areas, But what are you doing to change your life and to bring it back into balance and compliance? The other thing I find that entrepreneurs get caught up in is what I call chasing the shiny penny. So the latest thing that comes out. So like right now, chat GPT is really big, right? They may not have really the bandwidth at the moment to learn that, but they all of a sudden get an idea of how it's going to make them more money. And then they go, they you know, release other things, put them on the back burner that really need to be taken care of and go chase this shiny penny that suddenly is going to make them a lot more money. And they end up being frustrated and get burnout. Yeah, that that concept there is, you know, squirrel syndrome, trying to pivot and change. And what's the new hack that's going to help us? It's, it can be addictive. We're looking for, and of course, social media doesn't help because like, here's what you can do. Here's how it can help you. I think it's, we can compare that to hiring. I mean, hiring, one of the best techniques for hiring is replacing yourself, not adding on someone new, a different job, a different level. It's like, no, you're adding more complexity. It's as an entrepreneur, how can you get someone to do the, literally the job you're doing and then you can move out? So chat GPT, if that comes in, it's like, how can, it re- you, know, how can you use it to replace, assist the job you do? That's one thing. So do something different. There's your, your, your chasing analogy. It's like, yeah you're making things more complex and, and different. So I think, look, to that end, tell me more about the, the Sassy Voice Company, the, the transformational coaching, because that's a nice sort of segue into that. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, so that was that business was launched in 2016 after three years of sharing my own personal launch into a transformational journey. Um, I'm 46 years old and um, was raised in a cult and left at 17. And so I've been through a lot of traumatic experiences and sharing that vulnerably on social media, the challenges of dating, the challenges of wearing pants and earrings and cutting your hair and fingernail polish and going to the movies and all these kinds of things that I wasn't raised doing. What was that like at 37 years old? What was Mm. that like um, when most people have done dating in high school and I hadn't? So My transformational coaching is to help people work through their fear, their shame, their guilt, and their regret, because those are the four pillars I believe that most people ultimately come back to struggling with. There's layers to that, self-sabotage, different things that we can look at, but your fear, your shame, your guilt, or regret are what's holding you back at some point in your journey. You might desire to change, but you don't know how, um, and you may not even see the block. So- Mm -hmm. 
I work at, at helping to uncover that in people because that's what I did in my own life. I looked at the ways I was still masquerading success behind a wall of fear. So that now we're straight back into the authenticity. And I love that it's like, yeah, you're so open with, with your story, with your past, everything that sort of you've been through and you share it with the world so that others can be like, hey, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not the only one or here's what I'm dealing with and here's the similarity or there's all this stuff going on and it really helps. So for you to have lived and breathed this and now be able to coach people through similar or the same, oh my gosh, that I think is one of the most powerful things that, that you can do because it's you can't be more authentic than this. but I also, you know, from, from your perspective as well, because it's, it can be tough for, for you. We often don't think of the coach, the author, the speaker, there's, there's a human being behind this. So it's how you're able to sort of manage yourself and, and, and show up as the amazing badass that you are with this company. What was it like when you first decided, yeah, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. This, this, the sassy voice is the one that I want to really help change the world with? I would say, Mark, I, I didn't, I didn't have any ideas of turning it into a business. I simply was being vulnerable and sharing my story. And then people were reaching out to me to a point I couldn't keep up with the volume. And I realized I had a skill set. And when I would work with people, they'd be like, I've done counseling for 10 years. And my coach, my counselor, or even my coach hasn't gotten through to me like you just did in one call. And those things broke my heart at the same time made me happy. And yeah. I decided that, you know what, I need to do more of it, but initially started just as philanthropy efforts. Um, I've kind of coined myself as a phrase of being a female Mr. Rogers. So my goal is just to love my neighbors and to, and my neighbors is social media or, you know, anybody around my circle. It's not just my neighbor next door, next door, but I want people to be encouraged, to be supported and to be inspired. Yeah. And and by sharing my journey and being willing to listen to theirs, that's what developed my business. And I realized that, yeah, I need to be paid for this service because they'd be seeing a counselor or another coach if it wasn't me. <laughs> and so my business was was born out of that, it was simply started as a passion and a, and a philanthropy effort. Love that. These sort of we, we talk about it all the time. The the accidental entrepreneur. Yes, I know you have your other business, but this is well, like I guess I've kind of I'm kind of doing a business now. I'm kind of doing this. It's it's lovely the way things kind of work. And then you hit the the core of, okay, but as a business, I need to charge. I should be doing this, but I want to help. And I think there is there is a fine line here because with that effort, I mean, I feel it too. We could help. So we could help everyone. But if we try and help everyone, we're not actually going to serve or actually reach the right people. It's it's tough. So I guess your your evolution through the years has been find the right people, being able to hold the value of charging your worth, providing for your life so that you can help more people. Yes. Um, I think we'd all love to do this work for free and maybe we'll all get to the point where we can or we can give back. I think that's the beautiful sort of evolution that, that we go through. So what's it been like for you as you've kind of gone through that journey? Well, um, I do. I have a link on calendar that you can book what I call a share in each other's lives call, which is you can ask me any questions that you've listened to me on a podcast and I didn't answer something you particularly want to know. Or it can be that you want a transformational coaching session, but you don't really have the money or you're mm -hmm. scared to sign up for um, my program. And so 
it allows you to book a call. And it also then allows me to figure out whether you're really serious about wanting to transform your life or you're just looking for more information to stuff in your head. Um, and so I, that's one way I do it. But I, as a core mission, um, I, I'm very focused about giving 10% of my time back in, as, as a charity effort. So not just that, but like I will pour into people on a weekly basis and take 10% of my time because to me, that's that I can still do that and run a business. So yeah. it's learning my boundaries, I guess I would say, and figuring out how I wanted to structure it so that it wasn't just me spending, you know, you can get caught up in lengthy conversations or chat message dialogues, right? Answering people's questions. So setting up a routine and setting a call. And I do now make them uh, pay $10 to book a call just simply so there's some financial commitment to be on my calendar. Yeah. And so it's time, energy, and money. Those are the kind of the three resources that we that we have. And it's how we use that. So I love that yeah, you put 10% of your time that you that you give back. That's beautifully put because yeah, money mindsets. One of the tactics is being able to give the money a place for it to go. Mm -hmm. You're given 10% of your time. That's where that's where you're going to go. Yeah. There's a purpose. There's a reason. Money, 10% into the savings account. Put 10% yeah. into your splurge account. All these things. And then it does grow. It's yes. magical when you open the space for this. So I yes. love that you've taken that analogy, this tactic for money, and you're, you're using it for time. Beautifully put. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. So with this crumbs because recently oh my gosh the, the transition that you've been through as you know with um as you said the accident that, that you had the life-changing um incidents oh my mm -hmm. gosh tell me more about that because this plays directly into you're all about transformation mm -hmm. so yeah well, tell me more about this yeah, January the 5th, 2023, I was involved in a massive car accident um, coming home from a day of therapies and um, somebody in a 2019 GMC Sierra Dually truck pulled out pulling a long cargo trailer and I had my cruise control set to 75 miles an hour, um, possibly could have been going more than that because I had just crested a hill. And so when you're on cruise, it kind of launches you forward. But I was in my 2014 uh, Z51 3LT Stingray and Corvette and uh, T-boned the trailer right past the hitch. So you can see that there was not hardly any time. And I'm just thankful that I didn't T-bone the truck because I would have gone straight under. Mm. Um, and um I had very minimal injuries for what would be expected by a wreck like that. When you look at the, the damage of the car, nobody expected me to come out alive. Um, the front end was completely demolished and Corvettes have a very long front end. Yeah, they so do. I'm, <laughs> I'm just very grateful. Her name was Black Beauty. I had her almost five years, three weeks shy of five years. And she saved my, she saved my life and I had no broken bones no internal bleeding, no punctured organs. I did have massive internal and external bruising, did physical therapy every other day, and then went to every two days uh, for about five months. Um, was released June the 1st of this year. So it's been about five, six weeks that I've been now trying to wade through mayo and other things that kind of just got shoved aside because you really only do what you have to do. Um, yeah. In my main business or, you know, the first business I created, the resource management group, there's times of the year that are very busy and January is one of those because it's year-end financial um, planning and W-2s, 1099s, all that stuff preparing for taxes. 
and I worked only nine hours that month. So um, I do have employees, but to meet the demands was very, very hard. And consequently, I, I couldn't. And so I did lose about 40% of my business um, because clients needed to be served in a way that I couldn't. And, you know, I went through options about trying to see if I could hire more employees or if I just wanted to outsource to an independent contractor to mm. subcontract work. But in the end, I felt that was just going to add more stress that I didn't really have the bandwidth for. And I didn't want to be making those decisions out of a scarcity or fear-based mindset. I felt if a client had worked with me long enough and felt that they couldn't be patient or work with my situation, that they would be better served be being released to work with someone else. And so I'm kind of in a phase of, in some ways, rebuilding part of my business because I had to focus so much on the therapy to get myself where I, because I initially I couldn't sit. So it was, you know, yeah, I was no broken bones, but like physically speaking, trying to do my job was very hard. And then dealing with all the PTSD that, that happens and unravels um, is, was very challenging along with other health issues that I have been going through for almost four years with Lyme disease, mold toxicity, illness, environmental toxins, and parasites. So the combination of my schedule for a while was really, really tough. Like March alone, um, I, I drove 48 hours to all my therapies, just driving. And that's not actually helping things as well. There's, there's so much that we have to do. I mean, thank you for sharing. I mean, you must've put all your, your tools and your tactics and your experience from this, from your life and the transformational that you are this is this has helped you to move through that how much of that will you you look back on and think crumbs yeah thanks that i had my own coaching our own way of working that you were able to cope manage and start to really come through this well, I mean, I think, Mark, you have to be willing to be open, real, raw, and vulnerable, which is my definition of authenticity, first with yourself. So, like, I have to be open to the situation that my life has changed. I have to be real about what is in my capacity and what isn't within my capacity. I have to be raw about, like, this is painful, this hurts, this is difficult. Like, I don't know that I have the knowledge and the wisdom for the next step. Um, and then to be vulnerable with people, you know, like if I had a coaching call scheduled and I'm having a bad PTSD day um, and they ask me how I am, don't go, I'm fine. I'm, I'm making it. I'm, you know, I'm grateful to be alive. All these little cliche statements, although they could all be true, me breaking down and going, I'm really hurting today. I'm dealing with a lot of nightmares. I didn't sleep well last night. It allows people to have more compassion and understanding. And if they don't, it allows me to have compassion and understanding that they've not been through something like I've been through. And I can't expect them to give me what they have could not give themselves. So that must be very enlightening. It's such a beautiful place to, to hold, hold that space of crumbs. Yeah, the, all these, all the, all the cliches, all the, the top level answers that we we all give. We're all guilty of this. It's just, it's just a reaction. It's what, what we do. Whereas mm -hmm. Really, the whole basis of, of your businesses are authenticity, mm -hmm. being honest, being truthful, talking from from who you truly are. So you can't skimp and save on, on, on this over here. It's 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 I guess it's is it all or nothing? No, because I think that especially raised in a religious environment like I was, um, in a home life that was abusive, you tend to push yourself harder than you should. 
and you tend to be a martyr. So learning through this that I could, yes, you have to get up and push yourself. You have to do therapies. You have to do exercises. You have to go even when it hurts, um, but not to the point that you're pushing your body to a point of breaking down even more. Mm-hmm. So learning that balance and learning to go, look, I had a skull scheduled today with you. I really deeply apologize. I don't want to cancel last minute. I want to still do it. I want to honor that appointment I set with you, but I want to give you what you actually are paying for too. And I'm going to need to reschedule because today's just not a good day and picking and choosing when I needed to do that. Um, and learning that yes, before I used to be able to do back-to-back zoom calls or podcast interviews or whatever, I can't do that right now. It sends me over the edge, if you will. And so honoring those breakdowns that I had, whether it was emotional or just physical or even just mental, um, and being as I would to a child that had a meltdown in the store, show myself love and compassion, unconditional love and compassion and kindness, that it's a journey, it's a phase, it's a season, and believing. A lot of it goes back to belief. I held the belief that this would not be the rest of my life. This was a season, it was an experience, it was painful, it was hard, but it would, I would not have this muscle issue, particularly my, my QL muscle that goes from your, my right leg up into my stomach muscles and into my ribs, my ribs and um, muscles had pulled apart and the ligaments had pulled apart. And so all of that takes time. It's not something you can do right away. And yeah, I can do a lot of great supplements, beet powder and all this stuff to help build up my collagen and and the elasticity of my muscles and do infrared saunas and do deep massage tissue um, sessions and soak daily and warm ups and salt and cold Epsom salt and do cryotherapy and aqua massage therapy and, you know, stretches, yoga, various things. But at the same time, realizing you can't force the body, it will heal as it is ready to, but that belief and knowing that it can get you through the very painful experiences when you feel like I've been doing this therapy for weeks on end and like, I'm still doing therapy. <laughs> so that, that, I think that moment, I mean, that we can talk about from a physical perspective, we can talk about it from a business perspective, that element of I've been doing this for a while. Oh, I'm still not quite there, wherever there is the level of expectations. And so just talk about that, that concept on its own. What is it like? whether it is this situation or in business, that how do you guide yourself? How do you cope and manage yourself through these times of, I need to keep going, I need to find that motivation, I need to find that consistency. What is it that, that, that works for you? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I, I feel for me, I have not struggled with um, routines, with discipline, um, but I know that the consistency of simple disciplines then consistently over time is what produces results. So reminding myself, it's not that one day I did massive exercises. It's the fact that I'm doing them consistently and building upon the repertoire of what was there before that's going to build back the strength. It's not all of a sudden going out one day and having a really great therapy day and you just like, you know, knocked it out of the park. It's the fact that, you know, I'm going to do this again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and not going to give up. Um, part of that focus needs to be just on today. You can't really look at yesterday. Yeah. You might not have done enough yesterday, but maybe you didn't have the physical capability to do more and honoring the fact that you gave yesterday your all, what can I bring to today and not have fear of tomorrow or how many more sessions is this going to take? 
focus only on today. Like, what can I do today? And my word of the year, ironically, was nourish. And so the question I would ask myself each day is what nourishes my body back to health? What nourishes my business to keep it going, but doesn't put me in a martyr role or mm. an abusive uh, forcing myself to do beyond capacity? Yeah, beautifully put. And the, the concept of, you know, yesterday has been and gone, tomorrow doesn't exist, that there's only one time, which is now. And we can wrap that up in lots of different sort of metaphors and, and things, but it's kind of true. You know, having, I think you said before, grace and forgiveness. Absolutely, have that grace and forgiveness for, for yesterday, for the past. You could go down you know, different sort of theories. Did, did yesterday even really exist? When we woke up today, did, did yesterday happen? Because all we know is a memory. And then exactly. the, the future worries are imagination. Are they the similar kind of thing as memory? So there's all these kind of the fun things that you can play with with this concept. And I don't care what's real and what's not. All I care about is what's useful for you. We all have these limiting false beliefs. I'd rather have a false belief empowering me. If we can find these cool things mm -hmm. to take us forward, as long as it serves us. And well, I, I believe I believe everything works for our good. So instead of saying that this negativity isn't going to serve me, if I believe there's going to be an outcome from this experience that will benefit my life later, then it will also help me embrace the moment right now. We tend to psychoanalyze, pick apart, you know, and I did it. Did I do everything I could to avoid the wreck? Um, could I stopped more? Could I have, you know, you, 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 you do all these things, but I intentionally, as I do teach in my transformational coaching also, cause I did it with, I do it with my life, even in this example, which you'll see here in a second is I've heard a lot of people having PTSD. They can't go back to the wreck site. They can't see the car. They can't do this. I intentionally made myself do that early and as quickly as possible. So I went back to the WEC site and walked, walked it, got out and walked it the next day. And then I went a week later and took pictures from the other side of the street where the black marks were in the road. And I saw how close I was to that intersection yeah. and, and allowed myself to be in the moment. I didn't have any fear or trepidation in those either two experiences. And truthfully, when I go through that, section because I have to anywhere I, I go to the city um I have what I call an angelic experience like I really feel angels were supporting me through that that wreck God was with me um I have appreciation that my Corvette didn't turn upside down I went airborne and I could have I landed in a grassy median I didn't even stay on the highway if I'd stayed on the highway an 18 wheeler would have come along and creamed my ass um, there's just so many ways besides turning upside down and at a canvas top, like there's a lot of ways this whole wreck could have gone a different way. So having the gratitude and appreciation, yes, I'm in pain. Yes, this is an inconvenience. Yes, it's never at a good time. January is my busiest month of the year in business. This is not the time for this to happen. But ultimately, having gratitude that I was alive and that in the end, all this is going to work out and just don't get caught up in making more angst for myself that I'm not able to work or I'm not able to, you know, sit or walk or do therapies like I had been. There were things I had to put on hold, but give that space and tell my body that it had what it's needed to heal. From that place that you just described, from that place, anything's possible. From Anything that place, possible. 
everything's put in perspective. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. I'm going to leave that there. That's beautiful. <laughs> Missy, thank you, thank you so much for not only sharing what you do and how you do it, but behind the scenes of you as the business and what you've been through. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Mark. I appreciated the time with you. Oh, you're so welcome. And if people want to find out more, more about you and the work you do, where can they find you? I'm on all social media platforms as Misty W. Gilbert. My TED Talk, if they want my full story, is The Art of Authenticity on YouTube um, under TED. And um, you can contact me through any of those methods. Well, everyone, if you're curious or like, hell yeah, I want to know more, go and check it out. But Misty, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you lots. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.